Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to The Dark Parts, a show where we explore the darkest parts of history, the world, and your mind. I'm your host, Heath, and with me today, as always, is the lovely Queen of Scream, Daphne. Daphne, how you doing? Ugh, the holidays are crazy, but I'm doing well. My dad's coming into town tonight, as you know, so we're going to have some fun. It's going to be a good weekend, and we finally have a Christmas episode for you guys, even though it's a little little late since Christmas is in like two days, but here we are. Well, it'll give you something to listen to, hopefully on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. While you're making a good Christmas dinner or unwrapping presents, it's going to be good. Yeah, or whatever you do celebrate this holiday season. But, Daphne, I want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, I, I love our tradition of watching Black Christmas every year. Um, I don't know. I feel like we haven't had a normal Christmas in so long, so I can't really say getting together with family because we haven't done that in years just because of the pandemic and living out of state, etc. But So we'll have our first one in a while this weekend. But yeah, I like the coziness of Christmas and just the, the joyfulness and the yummy food, of course. Well, since the holidays are among us, it's only necessary that we put a little fear into your holiday cheer. The Alpine region in southern Europe is known for its stunning beauty, with large snowy mountaintops and crystal clear lakes, but also for its quaint traditions like farming, cheesemaking, and woodworking. And if you love a cold one like me, you can grab yourself a beer stein in the village, put on your lederhosen, and yodel to your heart's content. Sounds fun! But today, let's talk about a Christmas tradition in the Alps that is equally as horrifying as it is mysterious, and how your naughty kid could be a feast for a holiday beast. That's right, we're talking about the anti-Santi, the Christmas killer, and the son of hell, Krampus. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Many of you have probably heard the name Krampus before or even seen him referenced in movies, books, or TV shows, but today we're here to give you all the juicy details about who he is, where he comes from, and what makes him so terrifying. So first, who is Krampus? Well, many don't know exactly when this holiday legend came to be, but some folklorists and anthropologists have marked his origins as being pre-Christian era, so before the first century. Krampus is described as a horned, anthropomorphic beast bearing the resemblance of half goat and half demon, so kind of like an even more fucked up goat man. The word Krampus also originated from the German word Krampen, which means claw, or in Bavaria, dead or rotten. 
It's known that Krampus is the son of Hel, who is the god of the underworld in Norse mythology. His features include a mangled and deranged face with bloodshot eyes, curled horns that protrude from his head, and a black coat of fur. His teeth are razor-sharp fangs, and his tongue is long and split like a serpent. He has large cloven feet and, of course, sharp claws on his hands. In last week's episode about the Goat Man, episode 27, we talked about satyrs, which are creatures in Greek and Roman mythology that are represented as a man with goat or horse ears, tail, legs, and horns. So again, just picture that, but like bigger, scarier, and way more evil. Krampus is mostly known in Austrian Christmas traditions, but also can be found in Slovenia, Germany, Czech Republic, and Hungary. We often see Krampus connected to Yuletide traditions, but what's interesting is that his roots may have nothing to do with Christmas at all. It's said that his actual roots may have more to do with Germanic paganism. In fact, it's believed that the winter solstice may actually be the reason for Krampus's existence. But with the widespread of Christianity around the world, Krampus came to be associated with Christmas. And in fact, in the 12th century, the Catholic Church even tried to ban Krampus, but they were largely unsuccessful. The church was pushing to eliminate all forms of pre-Christian pagan myths and traditions, and Krampus, of course, fell into that category. But it turns out that some legends never die. So what was the church's solution to Krampus? Well, it was to connect it to a tradition of their own, Christmas. This is when Krampus became forever tied to that chimney-diving chunker, old Saint Nick. We all know who St. Nicholas is, also known as Kris Kringle, and of course, Santa Claus. But just to cover our bases, I'll give you a little backstory, then we can explain his connection to Krampus. Now, St. Nicholas is believed to have been a real person who walked the earth in the 3rd century. It's said that he was born sometime around 280 AD in Patara, which is now modern-day Turkey. He was known for giving up his wealth to travel the countryside, attending to poor and sick children, and that's how he came to be known as the patron saint of children. Saint Nick eventually became the most popular saint in Europe until his death, which was on December 6th, and I have no idea what year that was. But that date actually ties into Krampus, but we'll get to that in just a sec. In modern Christian tradition, Christmas is marked on December 25th, which relates to the day that Jesus was born. But in other cultures and religions, other dates in December are celebrated, and in the Alpine region, the 5th and 6th of December marked important traditions. December 6th is known as St. Nicholas Day, where family and friends get together to honor and remember St. Nicholas by holding a huge feast. But the night before, on December 5th, is when children leave their shoes, and not their socks, as we commonly see with stockings, outside of their door and wait for St. Nick to come visit. Now, if you've been a good kid all year, you can expect to find some tasty treats like walnuts, chocolate, and even fruit waiting inside your dirty-ass shoe. But if you've been naughty, an entirely different fate awaits you. Now, if you observe Christmas, you've probably heard that if you're a bad child, Santa might come and leave coal in your stocking instead of a treat. But in Austria and the surrounding region, 
your punishment is much less forgiving. And this is where Krampus comes in. So scary. So Krampus has been considered the evil twin of Saint Nick. And as far as we can ascertain, the two are probably in cahoots. Krampus is pretty much the yin to Saint Nick's yang. And while Saint Nick comes to you in the night to read off a list of all your good and bad deeds, Krampus waits in the shadows, licking his lips in anticipation of punishing naughty children. In Austria, they believe that the counterpoint to goodness is that evil must exist for those to appreciate the light. So what does Krampus do to the naughty children in the Alps? Well, he comes to them wrapped in clanging metal chains that are said to be binding him to the devil, according to the church, and with him, he brings a sack and birch branches. Now, if you've been relatively good all year, but you had your bad moments, you may just be so lucky that you get your ass beat with the birch branches. But if you've been a little shit all year, Krampus will either eat you or throw you in his sack and drag you down to hell with him, or he'll literally drown you in a nearby river. And that's how December 5th came to be known as Krampus Knot or Krampus Night. So pretty scary that he has three methods of torturing children. And they're all fucking yeah. scary. He's either going <laughs> to whack you with a stick or he's going to drown you or you're going to hell. So it's safe to say that Santa Claus is complicit and maybe even an accomplice to child assault, abduction, and murder, at least as far as Austrians are concerned. This tradition was recognized for centuries, with many countries putting on what's called Krampuslauf, also known as Krampus Run. It's a strange celebration where young men from the village dress up in their best Krampus costume and procession through the streets, scaring young children, and in early celebrations, prank patrons by whipping them in the legs with birch branches. Now, apparently, running into a local business wouldn't stop you from getting your legs whacked. And this is how one person who attended the event in recent years described the scenery. Quote, The event started at 4 p.m., and in the dead of winter, the sun started to set rather quickly. It was only after a few Krampuses had made their first entrance out onto the streets when the sky fell to dusk, and the fire-breathing Krampuses started lighting the path along the Herengas. The parade lasted two hours, and despite the freezing cold temperatures, I was filled with excitement waiting to see what might be lurking around the next corner. There were more than 400 gruesome creatures dancing in the streets that evening. Many of them were whipping the legs of children, stealing hats, and often handing out Krampus schnapps, which is a fruit brandy to adults in the crowd. However, there is one very important part that I'm missing here. And that is that during the Krampuslauf, there were more creatures in attendance. St. Nicholas, Perchin, angels, and old women also made guest appearances throughout the night. The Perchin and the Angels made their appearances during the Krampuslauf in white or black feathers and wings and dresses. The Perchin are typically a group of women who roam the streets in brown wooden masks and sheepskin wading off the evil and saving the children from Krampus. They also often have their own day of celebration around the winter solstice and the 6th of January, but have been known to make an appearance at many Krampuslaufen around Austria in recent years. And another tourist who expected a more jolly and silly celebration had this to say about Krampuslaufen, quote, 
The narrow streets in the old city section of Salzburg were packed with pedestrians as the Krampus stomped through. Many people were caught unaware and reacted with terror. Some would flee and try to seek refuge in a shop or restaurant, only to be pursued by a determined Krampus. With so many easy targets, we again managed to escape largely unharmed. At times, we were chased, jostled, and struck, but compared with the brutality we witnessed, it was obvious we had been spared the full brunt of what Krampus could muster. And this writer and tourist went on to uh, Krampus lofts in three cities and described, quote, savage beatings to people's thighs and shins, as well as a Krampus chasing down and sitting on a teenager. But despite the fear and bruises, it's supposed to be all in good fun. But I mean, feels like it can just get way too aggressive. Like if people are worried about being beaten by random strangers dressed up in a costume, like, holy fuck. I mean, it sounds like a really fun event. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. But probably most of the patrons are drunk. So I don't know if you're going to feel the welts until the next day. So the masks that are worn by many Krampuses that attend Krampuslofen were originally handcrafted out of wood, but as time went on, more elaborate costumes were constructed using real sheepskin and latex masks to make the creatures more terrifying. It's also said that in earlier years of Krampuslofen, the young men in costumes were often very intoxicated. So if the idea of getting wasted and beating kids with sticks sounds like a good time to you, you can always volunteer to be a Krampus. The village known for the most exciting Krampuslofen is the town of Graz, which is located in southern Austria, and it's also the capital city of the Austrian state of Styria. Visitors and town folks alike typically spend the day drinking mulled wine, Christmas caroling, and eating good food. Sounds fun. Yeah, but when the sun finally does go down, the buildings begin to shake, and loud roars and growls fill the air, with cars blasting suspenseful music. That's epic. Yeah. So you hear the clangs of chains and the screams of children, while fireballs light up the sky. And I'm also willing to bet that this holiday tradition could probably give Halloween Horror Nights a run for its money. Yeah, I was thinking when I was talking about uh, just uh, the, the Krampuses chasing a teenager and sitting on them and people trying to run into shops for refuge. That totally happened to me at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios years ago. I was like 15 when I went and I got so scared because some guy with a chainsaw was chasing me and I ran. Oh, and you hate chainsaws. Well, now because of this occurrence before this, I didn't care about them, but now I feel like I have legit PTSD from that and anytime I hear a chainsaw I'm just so unsettled because I ran into a store like so dramatic and but they couldn't come into the stores unlike these Krampuses do yeah so how did that how did that night end how'd you get out of there oh my god well I asked an employee if they could golf cart me to the entrance and they were like we don't do that so I had (laughs) to just go arm in arm with my friends and like look down they can't okay I was like 15 we, um, they can't touch you, but it seems like these Krampuses can, which is very well, yeah, scary. They beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, but somehow that's legal. <laughs> anyway, so another thing that we found interesting is that in the region of Styria in Austria, the Krampus impersonators will often gift parents in the area a set of gold spray painted birch twigs known as rutin bundles that are like supposed to be placed inside the family home on display for an entire year 
And why do they do this, you ask? Well, because it is a constant reminder to the children of the family to behave or else Krampus will come for them in the night. Yeah, I can't imagine just being a kid and like walking past that bundle of birch twigs and just being like, oh, fuck. Those are some dark parents. (laughs) Seriously. So what's even more interesting is that this Austrian tradition became so popular that even Western societies picked up the celebration. And now you can find Krampus Laufen in cities like Chicago and Los Angeles, but also in some unlikely places. If there's one in LA, we should go, by the way. We should definitely go. The haunted event company called The 13th Floor annually holds an event called Krampus Haunted Christmas in cities like Portland, New Orleans, Denver, Nashville, Austin, and more. In St. Louis, Missouri, what's known as the Krampus Research Association exists. And for the past 17 years, they have held their own Krampus Knot or Krampus Night, which is essentially just like a really fun Krampus-related pub crawl. That also sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, this is all very fun. So the group describes themselves as, quote, a society for the advancement of Krampus-related studies. Damn, Krampus has got his own studies, too. So, but as popular as Krampus has become in most recent years, at one point, the hairy kid-beating beast was on the brink of extinction once again. So back in 1932, a political election was held that saw the rise of the Dolphus regime, led by Christian social chancellor Engelbert Dolphus, that led to the introduction of the Fatherland Front, which is a far-right conservative nationalist and corporatist fascist group. It was aligned with the Catholic Church and at the time set itself aside from the German Nazi party who were considered heavily Protestant. But the Nazis did also ban Krampus in Germany. So under Dolphus's regime, he banned Krampus traditions claiming that they were against the church. And in the 1950s, the government actually distributed pamphlets to its communities titled, quote, Krampus is an evil man. Today, what are known as Krampus Carton exist, which are greeting cards that Europeans exchange to one another. They often have depictions of Krampus eating children, and in some cases, pursuing big-boobed women on them, followed by poems or humorous rhymes. The funny thing is that, other than the fact that Krampus went against the ideals of the Catholic Church, the main reason why the Father Front banned him is because they believed that he was the invention of the Social Democrats. Just so fucking weird. So the newspaper of the Austrian Catholic Union called for a Krampus boycott, and the government of Linz, the capital of East Tyrol, forbade Krampus dances and further mandated that all aspiring St. Nicholases must be licensed by the city. And they also pledged to arrest Krampus whenever they saw him. And the pamphlet that I was just talking about was even handed out at kindergartens with the government warning parents that celebrating Krampus could scar them for life. And I guess I can't really blame them there. I just think it's weird that they took it so seriously. I mean, we see this in a lot of different traditions where it's like parents are trying to like scare their kids into being good. Um, and we actually talked about one last year around Christmas time. Or no, it was two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. That was a fun episode. What was that again? Greta and the... Grilla and Grilla. the Yule Lads, yeah. <laughs> Greta. Oh, it's been a minute. So you guys may be wondering if any other Christmas ghouls exist. And the answer, of course, is yes. 
There are so, so many. And in fact, there's actually a female counterpart to Krampus named Frau Perchta, who gives good children silver coins and naughty children an early grave. And like we just said, a couple years ago, we did talk about Grilla and the Yule Lads, who also punish naughty children. But wait, there's more. There's Hans Trapp, who was a Satanist, excommunicated from the church, who would hunt and kill children until God lit his ass up with a lightning bolt. Then there's Le Père Fotard, another Saint Nick accomplice who punches naughty kids. You've also got Necht Ruprecht, who doesn't necessarily beat kids, but he does hang out with Santa and kidnap them. And last but not least, we have Bell's Nickel, a dirty hobo who's friends with Saint Nick, but visits children alone at night. He's typically wearing ragged and dirty disheveled clothes and carries a switch to beat bad kids with, but also carries cakes and candies in his pocket for good kids. And I'm not sure if I would trust a cake from Bell's Nichols' pocket. I was going to say, I don't want that <sighs> pocket <Dirty>. cake. <laughs> and I've just got to say, Santa really isn't making the best impression here. I guess nobody ever told him the importance of the company that you keep. But anyway, let's get back to Krampus. So how has Krampus been represented in the media and in entertainment? Well, we already talked about a few of those events, those Krampus events, and there's others like the San Francisco Krampus Crawl and also the Toronto Krampus Ball. But let's talk about Krampus's silver screen appearances. Much like the 12 Days of Christmas, there are 12 films of Krampus. But before we get into those, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. So now let's talk about those 12 Krampus movies. So one writer for the popular horror news site, Dread Central, his name is Ted Henschke. I think that's how you pronounce it in German. I, I watched a video. That's what they said. Um, so he, Ted, took it upon himself to watch all 12 films and rated them so that you don't have to. And here is his opening line in the article, quote, "'Tis the season for tradition." Chestnuts and open fires, Jack Frost and noses, mistletoe and disappointment, etc. And what tradition is more enduring than shameless horror movie knockoffs? I tend to avoid this world of imitation cash grabs designed almost exclusively to confuse drunk people and the elderly, but it's also the season for miracles. So this year, I decided the best way to celebrate the holidays was to give each of these Krampus films a shot. So here is the list of films and the ratings for them, just in case you are interested in giving any of them a go. 
Number one is Krampus from 2015. That's the one with, I think it was um, Adam Scott and Tony Collette. Um, he gave it a five out of five. Number two, Krampus the Reckoning, also from 2015. He gave this one a two out of five. Number three, Krampus Night, 2017. He says this one is disqualified, so maybe it was that bad. I don't know. Number four, Night of the Krampus, 2013, uh, 3.5 out of 5. Number five, A Krampus Christmas, also 2015. So many 2015 Krampus movies. He gave this one a 0 out of 5. Number six, Santa Krampus, no release date, 0 out of 5. Seven, Rare Exports, 2010. Five out of ten, or sorry, four out of ten. Eight, Krampus Unleashed, 2016, two out of five. Nine, Krampus the Christmas Devil, 2013, one out of five. Ten, Krampus 2, The Devil Returns, 2016, 1.5 out of 5. 11, Mother Krampus, 2017, 2.5 out of 5. And lastly, number 12, A Christmas Horror Story, 2015, 4 out of 5. So that's one, two, three, four, four Krampus movies in one year in 2015. Krampus has also appeared in TV shows like The League, Grimm, and Murdoch Mysteries, as well as different animated series. But now we want to read a poem about Krampus written by Reddit user u slash Kenneth0505. Heath, go for it. It was late December when I slipped in the house, where I found my victim sleeping with his stuffed toy mouse. He had been very naughty this year, you see, and on this very night... He's coming with me. He had pulled Julie's hair and broke his mother's dishes. He had even called his grandparents a couple of old bitches. He had been very rotten and spoiled, no doubt. He's going to see what Krampus is about. With the moonlight in my eyes and the look of dread on his face, he jumped out of bed and I began to give chase. He didn't make it far before my hands on his neck did clasp, I whipped him and whipped him as he began to gasp. I'm sorry I was bad, but please stop this. But I beat him some more because I was in pure bliss. I threw him in my basket like an old rag doll and made my way to the window as he began to bawl. We rode in my sleigh till dawn's early light. The boy had no idea that he would be dinner tonight. I'll leave you with this, my solemn decree. You better be good or you will meet me. But, you know, why is it always, like, punishment for naughty children? I mean, we know damn well some of you strangers are on the naughty list this year. And in the spirit of Christmas, and to even things out and keep them fair, we have one more poem for all you naughty adults out there. And it was written by Scott Johnson, and it goes like this. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and deep in our bunker, my mom, dad, sister, and I did hunker. The streetlights were dark, no carolers sang, not even the blessings of church bells rang. And beneath our beds we all huddled tight, and we hoped he would pass by our house tonight. Everyone knows of jolly Saint Nick, and the gifts he brings on his single night trick." and the presents and baubles and candy and toys that he brings every Christmas to good girls and boys. But it wasn't the man with red suit and white beard whose annual Christmas visit we feared. 
Outside in the snow, we heard a loud howl, the crunching of ice and an animal growl. I heard it sniff by our window pane, then a throaty laugh and saw red eyes like flame. My sister and I both stared horrified and prayed that the creature could not get inside. But a moment later, a thundering pound turned our door to splinters all over the ground. I screamed as the creature into our home came, this horrible beast, Von Krampus by name. He was massively tall, at least seven feet, from the points of his horns to his hoof-shodden feet. Across his back, what I mistook for a coat, was the shaggy long hair of a filthy dead goat. And I cried and I swallowed my terrified pangs at the sight of his wickedly razor-sharp fangs. His claw-fingered hands looked ready for pain, and one was a bullwhip, the other a chain. He growled and sneered and laughed for a while, then he pointed at us and said naughty with a smile. My sister and I both shook with fear. What terrible things had we done this year? We tried to be good and thought we succeeded. We minded our manners, no punishment needed. We both made good grades. We neither one lied or cheated or stole. We had nothing to hide. But Krampus still came with his evil heart black to steal us away and stuff us in his sack to take us away to his punishment cave where all the bad children forever his slaves. We turned to our parents behind them to hide, but they both shook their heads and sadly stepped aside. You must face the music, my father lamented. Von Krampus then laughed, his expression demented. My sister and I hugged each other tight and prayed that someone could save us that night. And just when we gave up and all hope was gone, there came a loud clatter from out on the lawn. With a tinkle of bells our spirits did lift, Von Krampus snarled the air he did sniff. On the wind came the scent of holly and pine, of gingerbread cookies and holiday wine. In the doorway he stood in his suit of bright red. St. Nicholas came, we cried out and said. Save us, St. Nicholas, there's been a mistake. We've been good all year, you can't let him take. Hold on, not so fast, he raised his great hand. There is something happening you don't understand. Von Krampus did come, that much is true, but the demon of Christmas did not come for you. At the demon we stared, both of us confused. He had to be here for somebody, but who? Then I started to think and all became clear who'd been the naughtiest of all that year. While mommy drank vodka by pitchers and glasses, and daddy watched porn and cheated on taxes, and mommy spent far too much time on her hair, and daddy had something he called an affair. And mommy spent all of my Christmas money, and daddy called sister his own secret honey. The more that I thought, the more I understood, we children were fine, but the parents no good. But Krampus takes children, my father protested, and Santa's face twisted toward the man he detested. Christmas time is for children and gifts to be given. You took their innocence and that can't be forgiven. You scared them into silence, their souls you did twist. And to top it off, told them I didn't exist. For your lifelong naughtiness, the piper must be paid and set Krampus upon them with a dismissive wave. The adults screamed as they went into his sack, and we cried until Santa patted my back. 
What's wrong, asked St. Nicholas. I thought you'd be happy to be rid of those people who treated you crappy. We are, I sniffed, sincere as could be. But what is to become of my sister and me? St. Nicholas smiled and laughed loud and deep, as did Krampus, a sound that still haunts my sleep. Why, you'll come with me, he said with great joy. I have great use for a good girl and boy. You'll come to my workshop and work with the elves. I promise you that you will enjoy yourselves. I'll teach you my secrets, my toy-making ways, and you'll take over when I've ended my days. But, said my sister, what about him? Won't Krampus be lonely? She scratched his chin. I wish to thank him, and I know the way. I will go with him and be his protege. And so from Kris Kringle, I learned to make toys, and my sister to torture naughty girls and boys. And every evening from that point thereafter, my dreams were full of parents' screams and my sister's laughter. And so this ends our happy Christmas story. If you're nice and not naughty, you've no need to worry. But if your heart's full of coal and you're an evil mister, try to hide, but you'll soon meet Krampus and my sister. So, strangers, what did we learn today? We learned that St. Nick is kind of a dick for hanging out with so many shitty dudes. I mean, it would be one thing if Santa despised those guys, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he's having late-night pints with Krampus talking about all the kids he beat. Sounds kind of sus to me. We also learned that Krampus Lofton seems like a lot of fun, but be prepared to get your legs whacked and welted by about 400 drunken goat demons. Good times! And lastly, we learned that all we really needed to do to end World War II was unleash an army of angry Krampuses, or at the very least, just a bunch of goats with horns. They might not have known the difference anyway. Remember, fascists hate Krampus! Today's horror tip comes to us from, you guessed it, the 1983 classic film, A Christmas Story. No, I'm just kidding. Although it would be fun to see Ralphie trying to hunt Krampus with his BB gun, but he'd probably just shoot his own eye out. No, today's horror tip comes to us from the 2015 film starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette, Krampus. If you aren't feeling the holiday spirit and you've been squabbling with your dysfunctional family during the holidays, you better squash that beef. Because if you don't, you might just unleash the evil that is Krampus. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Dark Parts. Yes, again, apologies. I know we apologized last week, but this was supposed to be last week's episode, so you guys would have more time to listen to it before the holidays. But hopefully you get to still. Um, this was a super fun one to do. I think it's just fun to kind of bring some horror to the holidays if we can. Absolutely. Without now you hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And now you know all the details about Krampus. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I really didn't know all the details before we did this episode, so... Really, really fun to know. And I think to celebrate, we should watch the Tony Collette and Adam Scott Krampus tonight. I think that would be a good idea. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. And Daphne and I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time in the dark parts. (laughs) 